the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of The Dan Proft Show. Thank you for joining us. Follow us at danproftshow.com, where you can get... uh, Podcasts. You can also get them on iTunes and Spotify and on social media at Dan Proft or at Dan Proft Show. Rand Paul did more than just initiate a straw vote to uh, make it clear that impeachment 2.0 is going nowhere. That's what everybody's focused on. What people should be focused on instead, or in addition to at minimum, is what he had to say on the floor of the Senate. The standard he tried to reestablish as it comes to both impeachment and this a charge of incitement to riot. This sham of an impeachment will ostensibly ask whether the president incited the reprehensible behavior and violence of January 6th. When he said, I know everyone here will soon march to the Capitol to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically hardly words of violence. He also went uh, through examples of the bellicose rhetoric of Democrats, which we've played on this show before. Maxine Waters getting up in their face. Cory Booker, obviously the uh, incantations of the Bernie Sanders supporter who opened fire on the softball practice and shot Steve Scalise, nearly killing him. That was all predicated on uh, Bernie's position on health care and that the Republican position on health care was essentially to kill people, to allow people to die who couldn't get access to health care. That was invoked by the that uh, shooter. But nobody has suggested any of those members be removed, that any of those members be impeached, that any of those members, their rhetoric incited violence because there's a standard it's enshrined in the First Amendment. It's enshrined in Supreme Court jurisprudence in the Brandenburg v. Ohio case, as we've talked about in this show. There is a standard. And it's important that uh, somebody starts making the arguments on the merits rather than just reacting to the protestations of the left as to what they have said is the big lie. Rand Paul wouldn't genuflect before Stephanopoulos on Sunday. And the Republican Party as a whole needs to be proactive needs to be on offense against statements like Jake Tapper made yesterday. Let me interrupt you because uh, Senator Josh Hawley was just signing his name in uh, the Missouri Republican who was one of those uh, who was pushing this big lie that the election could be overturned on January 6th. That was part of the reason uh, there was this incitement and false belief by many of the insurrectionists uh, when they stormed uh, the Capitol. Um, uh, Laura Coates, let me bring you in uh, along with Norm here. How does somebody like Josh Hawley get treated in this? He's obviously a juror, but one could argue he should also uh, be a co-defendant uh, in the sense that he and Ted Cruz were 
also responsible for pushing the big lie, which maybe their words that day didn't incite, but their contribution to this fiction that the election was stolen and could be overturned on January 6th, they, they played a role. Yeah, and Jake Tapper is the big liar here, and he's not alone, pushing all sorts of little lies, I suppose. Although they combine, they add up to a big lie. Nothing wrong with the election, number one. Number two, uh, that uh, President Trump incited violence. Like his words don't matter to them. They impose meaning that they desire and also that Howley and Cruz suggested the election could be overturned on January 6th when they suggested nothing of the sort prior to January 6th or on January 6th. Their election objections, the, the substance of what was proposed mattered. Ted Cruz talked about a bipartisan commission. Now, I didn't agree with it. And this is Rand Paul's one. I didn't agree with my colleagues, but incited a riot, uh, sold a big lie. The only big lie being sold is by Jake Tapper and his friends in the D.C. press corps. Bipartisan commission to investigate unresolved election irregularities and offer some kind of report between January 6th and Biden's inauguration on January 20th. That's what Ted Cruz proposed. Never said an overturn. Josh Hawley wanted to use his opportunity to object to the certification to talk about the influence of big tech. Never mentioned anything about overturning. And yet it's there's not a lot of people making the arguments on the merits to provide the necessary pushback to this fiction to borrow a word from jake tapper being advanced by jake tapper at all for more on all this we're pleased to be joined again by julie kelly senior contributor for american greatness author of disloyal opposition how the never trump right tried and failed to take down the president julie thanks for joining us hi dan thanks for having me on so you did have uh, five senate republicans the usual suspects uh murkowski collins romney toomey sass uh vote with democrats here but obviously they're not going to get anywhere near the 17 they need mitch mcconnell doesn't seem inclined to uh advance uh this conviction and so uh, perhaps what they'll do is have the unintended consequence of making trump stronger uh by going forward with this uh, star chamber proceeding well, I've argued that we should proceed with the show trial, and I think what Rand Paul did yesterday is a perfect example of why, to the extent that they allow any witnesses. Now, we haven't seen any kind of outline as to what Chuck Schumer will allow. Obviously, with the last impeachment, they had a House, what did they call it, inquiry on the House side, so I'm not really sure what they're planning on the Senate side. But to the extent that it allows not just people like Rand Paul to expose the hypocrisy of what Democrats are now accusing Trump and Trump supporters of, but also to vet the facts of what happened on January 6th. The timeline doesn't add up. Trump's words do not back up their case that he incited this insurrection. We still, three weeks later, have no one charged in the killing of Officer Sicknick, although everyone accuses people like, even like Josh Hawley, of being complicit in murdering a police officer. There are a lot of things that we don't know that a trial will actually, to some extent, allow us to find out. And uh, what of uh, the um, uh, dissension in the ranks, in Republican ranks? I mean, do the 10 members of the House who voted for impeachment, do the five senators who seem inclined to vote to con- to convict, five Republican senators, does that amount to a real real civil discord within the party, or is that something to be... Uh, you know, sort of quickly uh, dispatched and, uh, you know, move forward and focus on the Biden administration agenda? 
Well, I mean, I think that this sort of civil war that's happening in the Republican Party, it's been simmering now for years, but it's really bubbled up. And, you know, someone like Ben Sass, who just won re-election, who was silent about Trump until he got past his primary in May of last year, now has reemerged as one of the biggest never-Trumpers in the Senate. I'd really like to see them. You know, that vote yesterday was pretty easy. But I'd really like to see them put, you know, hold their feet to the fire, so to speak. Let's see if Ben Sass, you know, in Nebraska, who voted, what, probably two to one for Donald Trump, Let's see him actually have to vote on something that means something. Mitt Romney, we know, will. Lisa Murkowski is the only one who is up for re-election in 2022. Pat Toomey is retiring. Um, We now see Rob Portman retiring, the Republican senator from Ohio. That will open up. You know, these these senators know that that there is no tolerance for this kind of complicity with Democrats, or at least squishiness, to put it nicely, among uh, the Republican base right now. So I think the show trial will expose that and open up that chasm even more. And this is what needs to be done. But let's there's there's polls coming out. I'm sure that you saw them. There's still three quarters of Republican voters, even after all of this, who still believe that this election was stolen. Well, and, he, and, 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 and to that point, um, you do have some movement afoot, uh, uh, correspondence, at least uh, Republican senators in Pennsylvania, uh, talking about um, the uh, mail-in balloting there, calling the uh, process fraught with public confusion and misinformation. They're talking about changes they want to make in Pennsylvania. Even Brad Raffensperger in Georgia is saying that uh, he the, that there needs to be an end to no-excuse mail-in voting, that it opens the door to potential illegal voting. And you have Republicans in Arizona talking, uh, focusing on, on Maricopa County uh, and wanting to audit the election results there. So you, you do have Republicans at the state level in these key states that are are moving, and it's sort of indicative of what you say. They're feeling pressure to move because they're probably worried about being held accountable for what they didn't do during the, the election cycle. They're also they're going to lose the same way that they have allowed, they allowed Donald Trump to lose. And that was my piece this week in American Greatness. You have someone like Chris Christie, a lot of Republicans who are saying, look, there was nothing, there was, you know, usual irregularities, nothing unlawful. Um, the election wasn't stolen, but boy, we need some major election integrity reform. Well, why? If what happened in 2020 was totally legit, why don't we just keep those rules in place? Right. You can't, you can't say one and then defend the other. Makes no sense. So they kind of cancel out their own arguments. Julie Kelly, Senior Contributor for American Greatness, amgreatness.com. The book, Disloyal Opposition, How the Never Trump Right Tried and Failed to Take Down the President. Julie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. seat and sharpen your pencils class is in session with professor dan proft and the dan proft show